0: Coming up in today's episode. I think it slowly creeps into like you as a person to be like, I'm only as good as the amount that I can work or I'm only as good as what I can produce. Maybe that's not just in work, but maybe it's in creativity or having something to show. A lot of exciting things coming that I can't wait to share, but balancing everything and being a DIYer in my heart and through and through has really been, it's been a struggle. Women who prioritize rest and pleasure and play and women who give themselves unconditional permission to relax without guilt, without apology, without feeling like they need to earn it. I feel like I need to earn it. Why do we think that? Like, why do we need to earn it? Why do I need to work a little bit every day to just balance like the time that i want to just like lay on the couch another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to do's bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. <gasps> I have been doing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Well, I knew going into fall in general, like when we got to September, it was going to be a lot. You know, summer was really t- my time in between the craziness. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take summer, take a step back. I still did, (laughs) I still renovated this entire room, but I did take a step back and did a little bit of a slower kind of pace two months, like June and July over my birthday, because I knew gearing up, you know, going into August, it was going to start slowly ramping up. And then when we got to September, it was just going to be craziness. And always like when we get closer to the holiday season, it all, I feel like we all feel that way. It already gets like kind of chaotic and then there's lots happening. There's lots of holidays that like line up back to back to back. And as much as I love cozy season, it's always a really a really big time of year for work. So lately I have been, we obviously went to France not too long ago. So that was, you know, a big chunk of of time, which was a relaxing trip, which is a good trip. But traveling like that is always like you need a vacation from your vacation. So we had that to do. We also have been doing like tons of makeovers, not only in my own house, but also for my friends, which I'm like so Excited and happy to do, and I always want to if if I can help my friends in any way, and that's you know really like where my skill set <laughs> lies. I'd love to. Uh, so I just wrapped up a major makeover yesterday, literally, and I was dead. I'm I'm surprised I'm even like feeling like any any shade of myself today, actually. But I just wrapped it up yesterday. It actually extended two additional days than I had originally planned because I, of course, wanted to tackle a DIY project that I had never done before and I wanted to figure out how I could build something that I'd never built before in my life and didn't even really know what I was doing. But that's like all of my projects. I always like to push myself, so I constantly live in a world where I'm doing something I don't know how to do because I'm learning. I, I thrive in that environment. I'm like, oh, I want to figure it out. I want to, you know, do whatever. I want to. I want to. I want to do it. I want to figure it out. And if I fail, that's okay. I'm, I'm really not uh scared I'm not scared of failing I think that it's part of the growth process and if you're not failing you're not trying something new so I've always really led with that in my life well I decided to do this DIY project and (coughs) eventually (laughs) I almost snorted eventually the DIY project literally fell on the floor and fell into a bajillion pieces um not new pieces just pieces that I had put together so it had to be re put that together <sighs> but I just kind of sit like if I could insert the emoji like I had no sound that came out of my mouth like I wasn't like oh my god I can't believe it fell or like oh like I was I wasn't aggravated I wasn't like vocally aggravated I just kind of stood there for a solid 10 minutes just staring at it I was just like I oh, I can't believe that just happened Are you kidding me? I just spent like a whole day putting that much together. And now I have to do it again and all this other stuff. So you will see by the time this podcast video goes live, uh, the video over on my main channel of the makeover for my friend Margaret will be already live. So you can go check out the DIY project (laughs) that I attempted to do and actually eventually succeeded at it just took me some time and some pivoting um so it was a really fun project it was a mid-century modern makeover for her living room and dining room entryway. and really what I'm most proud of in that space was the use of space uh how I like designed it to where every corner was kind of really functional and I felt like that was what the space was really lacking so um, even though the style wasn't particularly my style um, I used to have a mid-century modern style actually but I it was really challenging for me to decorate with lots of color and really make it feel warm and cozy and again I just love to like think outside the box and try and uh, give my friends exactly what they want and and do it in their style so it was a lot of work but it was so worth the payoff of them loving it her and her roommate and they were facetiming all of their friends and their moms (laughs) just like that makes me so happy because I'm just I'm so like proud that I'm able to do a job and I'm able to do something that, um, can bring someone that much joy. Uh, so I love to sprinkle in, you know, projects like that for my friends and family members and sprinkle them in, in between my own projects and my own house, because obviously I love to do my own style in my own house and take my time with it. And, um, it's just fun to do some other things. So that was one of the two makeovers that I'm doing in a span of like a week and a half. And I haven't done that much work in that amount of short amount of time in a really long time. And it got me thinking about like the, the difference between summer and me taking a step back. And now I put so much more value on my worth as a creator as like me accomplishing things gives me so much more uh, self-worth if that makes sense so it's during summer, I've constantly felt like I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, can I get up and do something? And I knew that I, in my head, logically, I'm like, you need to take this time to step back because it's going to be so crazy. It was a balance and I was trying to force myself to do something that was super unnatural because I'm constantly going, I'm constantly energetic, I'm constantly like, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next? Like I never stop and especially like through the cottage and and just working Pretty consistently, you know, for two and a half years on the cottage. And just seeing it come to life gave me such a sense of accomplishment. And through that accomplishment, I felt like I was doing something positive and my self worth was really high. You know, so when I stepped back and I tried to wind down and not do so much. My my self worth is, is is so tied to what I do every day and what I how I work that it's it's hard sometimes to like make myself slow down and understand that it's it's okay and it doesn't have any impact on my worth or myself like any anything you know and my logical brain knows that but at the time. I didn't really put a word to it. I wasn't putting like, "Oh, this is directly tied to my self worth at all." But at the time, I was just like, "McKenna, you're not doing anything." McKenna, get up, you know. And I still was doing a lot, just not at the level that I had performed at normally, and and would love to do. And I think it comes down to just my past, and ultimately, like our culture here. And it wasn't so obvious to me until my mom Romeo and I just took this trip to France and we were walking down the street in Paris, Walking down the street and everyone was everywhere. You know, Paris is a very like, like packed city. There were people, tons of people. This was, I also did hear that this year was like the number one tourist year to go to Paris. Um, especially when we visited, the year prior there wasn't as many people by far. So there was a lot of people in Paris. I mean it was like every street and everywhere you walked was like Times Square. If you've ever been to Times Square there was just like congestion and people think of it as a very highly tourist spot but on every street in the city. It was a lot and so so much so that it was overwhelming for me because I'm not used to that many people and like Overstimulation like that. Um, so I'm like, Oh my God, like it was so nice when we finally went to Provence because it was slower. You know, there was a little bit, you could take a breath and you weren't honestly constantly walking into cigarette smoke, which made me, (laughs) made me very happy because in Paris, like you couldn't eat or walk anywhere without being like surrounded by cigarette smoke. And that's also something that I am not used to. And we're not used to in the States, but we were walking in Paris and my mom actually mentioned, like just randomly, she was like, does no one work here? And I kind of looked at her and I was like, everyone's just out and about and walking around. Locals, you know, like, like, Not not tourists, like local people that live there, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, (laughs) like I don't, I don't think so. Then we were walking past a building, and there was like a, kind of like a, a corporate like boardroom table really close to the window, and the windows were open, so you could actually look inside this office building, and I glanced at it and didn't think anything of it, and I saw the people in there like working, like I kind of felt like I was like in their meeting because they were very close to the window. And my mom again, she said, look, people are working. And it wasn't until like those two instances had happened that we are so like American, um, like being in America, American mentality, um, like work, 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 work mentality. We're so inundated by it. Like We expect people on a weekday in a city or anywhere for everyone to be at work, to be doing work. And at first, like my first instinct was to be like, yeah, what the heck are people doing? Why aren't they working? Like, how do they even afford to live here? You know, like, like those are the thoughts that I kind of had, but then I would realize, and I'm like, no, this is like more of the way that everyone should function. I feel like, or how I would love to function. You know, they take intentional like, they they take intentional moments, and what I mean by that is they're like, we're going to lunch for an hour, they have conversations, they sit outside in the fresh air, they, like, enjoy their time, they don't work through their lunch hour. Now, I'm not speaking for everybody, this is just, like, kind of, like, what I observed, and kind of, like, what we, you know, I've been exposed to, and what I, what the limited knowledge about Parisian culture that I do know, but, I think a lot of European countries just like take a step back and please, please feel free if you are from Europe or somewhere other than America. Please let us know if our culture is absolutely insane to you that we just feel this constant need to work. And I remember talking to someone. Um, I believe they were they were French. They weren't Parisian. They weren't from Paris, but they were they were from France. Um, and I remember talking to them and like it's like the difference between like we live to work. And in most European countries, they work to live. And it's a very different mentality. Same words, just very different kind of mindset. And they don't place, I don't think as much of their self-worth or their accomplishments don't put so much on like who they are. Um, and they genuinely enjoy life. And that was I didn't realize that I always knew that I think, but I didn't realize how, how inundated we were by it. Like even my mom, my mom's retired, you know, like she, she doesn't work. She paints, it's, you know, like that's wonderful, but like she's retired. So for, even for her to have that outlook and be like, does no one work here? It's where we're like ingrained with it. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, so it goes back really to like my, like, upbringing and my, you know, everything about living an American um, lifestyle in the culture. And you very much go to school to learn the craft or to learn a skill to get to go to college, you know, to then to get a job and to work until you retire. And it's this expectation going through this world of being in a corporate job for a very long time. I worked in corporate fashion, uh, for since I graduated, well, even before I graduated, cause I was interning and even more so when you're interning, you just don't, don't even think about eating, you know, like don't take a break. You have to work through the break, you have to prove yourself. you have to do go above and beyond. You cannot leave before your boss kind of mentality. Um, so I was interning. I started uh, fashion college in t- 2007. Um, and then I was in school kind of like through, uh, throughout 2007 to 2012, taking a little bit of a break in between there. Um, I went to my second degree was purely online. So I worked full time, went to school, full-time, told no one because of the mentality. Like I, I told no one because I didn't want to be passed over for promotion or think that I couldn't, like someone to think that I couldn't do both, you know, because it was that like self-worth, like, no, I can do it. If I can do it, I can accomplish it and I can feel like I'm doing the most for me, you know, so it was, it was really important to me. So I told no one. I went back to school worked purely on all of it online. They didn't even know my boss didn't even know until my graduation was like in two days when I told him because he put so much value on a um, higher degree that I didn't have. And so I went back and got one because I'm like, huh, I did it. Here you go. If this is how you're going to value me against my peers, especially maybe those that are male, I have it too, you know, kind of thing. So I, I did that and that was that was a huge accomplishment for me and I'm, I'm very happy that I did it. Um, but it goes back to like during that time, interning, getting into corporate fashion until I quit my corporate job uh, to start my content and live a different lifestyle. I feel like more of the lifestyle that I saw in Europe, which was not living to work, but working to live. And doing something that I I really find joy in and that I really love and I took a major leap of faith in order to do that, to start this and where everyone around me didn't understand and uh, like maybe it wasn't really the smartest idea to leave a corporate job to like try this out but I'm so happy I did it because it gives me um, so much happiness and so much joy in my work so that you know, it just, it, it it was just the right move. <laughs> Let me put it that way. So growing up, you know, you, you do, you follow that plan and then you start working. And it's just corporate culture that I have experienced that most of my friends and family has experienced. Maybe if you work for a different type of company, it's different, or maybe it started to change now. Truly, not sure. But based on my experience was very much like, you work you work you work you're always on call you never turn off you don't take lunch breaks really like you're supposed to because it's legal you're there there it's illegal to tell you not to but like if you were to work through your lunch break that would be even better it's just it's an it's an unspoken thing here and i think it slowly creeps into like you as a person to be like I'm only as good as the amount that I can work or I'm only as good as what I can produce. Maybe that's not just in work but maybe it's in creativity or having something to show for who you are or um you know like the, of it like what can you do? What where do you stand for in your life? So, it got me thinking because I'm very much in that mentality now where I'm I'm overworking myself for sure. Um, there's a lot happening behind the scenes and a lot of projects that I've always dreamt about working on that I really threw myself into this year. Um, and there's a lot of exciting things coming that I can't wait to share. But balancing everything and being a DIYer in my heart and through and through has really been it's been a struggle. It's starting to make me realize that I, I, I am still just one person. And I'm a one, one person that likes to do lots of things and likes to be on all aspects of a business and a company. I like to be, you know, there's no one around. There's no one editing my content. There's no one filming. There's no one here in this room with me. I have two cameras on tripods. I have lighting and I have me. And then you know, it goes through now with the podcast, I do have help. It was a a new thing that I was bringing on. So I do have help editing the podcast, but in terms of like my content on my main channel, my vlogs, the parts of me that are really, um, truly like an expression of my creativity, there's no one. I, I don't, and I like it like that because I want, it to come from me. I want everything to come from me, but I'm still one person. So it's been hard to like balance all of that and want to do more, but not spread myself too thin. So the other day I was scrolling on Instagram, actually right after I had had the initial thought uh, to have this like podcast and talk about this, this kind of like episode. So this account on Instagram is she's a psychologist and she's Nicola, the relaxed woman. She's at Nicola Jane Hobbs. And there was, she posts all these like um, quotes and um, from different people, but mostly her, I believe. And it's more like, not quotes, but more like statements, I guess you could say. Um, this one is a quote from her and she said, Growing up, I never knew a relaxed woman, successful women, yes, productive women, plenty, anxious and afraid and apologetic women, heaps of them. But relaxed women, at ease women, women who aren't afraid to take up space in the world, women who prioritize rest and pleasure and play, I do not prioritize that. Women who give themselves unconditional permission to relax without guilt, without apology, without feeling like they need to earn it. I'm not sure I've ever met a woman like that, but I would like to become one. I would like us all to become one. And that to me explained what I'm trying to say really well. It's a better way to explain kind of what I mean in tying like your work to self-worth. But this... Like, I grew up with my mom that worked all the time. She's obviously retired now, and she retired pretty young, actually, which I really admire. She was able to recognize that she was done, and it was okay. And they were comfortable. They had their home. They had they could live until their, I don't know how long. They had investments. That's why we invested in the cottage, invested in real estate, because I, you know, like, that's how they built, um their nest egg kind of so that they could go on a path of of retirement. My my mom retired before my dad, but um she recognized that she was burnt out. She was tired. She had worked from the time she was, I don't know how young. I think her first job was maybe at like a jewelry store and then she was like the manager at like a super young age. Then my mom went to cosmetology school and she became a hairdresser and owned her own salon. And then that's when I was born and she was still a hairdresser. Then then she wanted to get in more into interior decorating. And so she opened the boutique that I grew up working in um, and had that until I graduated from high school and moved away to college. And then my brother took it over. But my my mom still um, worked in it and still did a lot of the decorating and and things until she finally retired. And they moved um, out a little further away from all the chaos. So I really admire that she really like, was like, this is killing me kind of thing. Like she, you know, working at the boutique and decorating homes. And it's, it's very, it's, it's strenuous. It wasn't, Also, she didn't have a team of people. It wasn't like she pointed and she goes, that furniture piece goes there. That picture has hung there. Do that. She didn't stand back on the sidelines. And so I really followed in her footsteps, seeing her do it all. And her moving the couch, her putting up that piece of art, her hauling everything over there. We had a trailer that we would attach to the back of of her I don't even know what she drove at that point, like an SUV kind of thing. And we would load it all going over to, um, houses for Christmas to decorate, you know, houses and things like she did it all. I mean, even to the point where she was unpacking boxes of new merchandise at night in the back. And, and I helped obviously like after school and stuff, but until my brother came to work with us, like she really did like, do it all and, and try and juggle it all. And, um, so she was very work, 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 work. And we, I didn't really see or have an example of someone that would really take time for what I just read, you know, like, and I I don't think a lot of us had that kind of, and I'm proud of that. Honestly, now I'm saying that in like, it's a negative way, but I'm proud of her. But at the same time, I think that now in like our generation, especially with like the millennial generation, we're getting to a point where we're like, you know, we went through that phase where it was like, girl boss, this, that, and the other, work, 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 work. Like it's all going to be worth it in the end. And we had this mentality that you're supposed to be happy with that lifestyle. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. And it's like, I wasn't happy. I realized I was like really uncomfortable with the whole situation. I I wasn't finding joy. I didn't want to do that stuff. And I'm, I, I, followed the formula, you know, that society had kind of laid out. And so reading this quote, it really put some things into perspective because I was like, you know, women who aren't afraid to take up space in the world. Well, I'm actually not afraid to take up space in the world. <laughs> I do not like just like sit on the sidelines and just like let people like no. Like I I I actually will go for what I want and take risks. That I I Think that I'm pretty good on, but women who prioritize rest and pleasure and play, and women who give themselves unconditional permission to relax without guilt, without apology, without feeling like they need to earn it, I feel like I need to earn it. And why do I feel like, why are we, if you're like me, if I'm talking to like a, an equal minded person like that actually thinks the same way, it's like, why do we think that? Like, why do we need to earn it? Why do I need to work a little bit every day to just balance like the time that I want to just like lay on the couch? Because I will, like I'll be exhausted. Even this week, I've done this full makeover. I'm like burning out, I'm running on fumes and just like sitting on the couch and trying to relax. I feel guilty like I should be doing something more and I should be out there doing something extra The quote goes on and have like extra slides on Instagram and uh, the carousel kind of like explains and goes more in depth to this like relaxed woman and and how she doesn't know it and no one. Um, It says, often we begin becoming relaxed women by becoming aware of where we are unrelaxed, where we are not at rest, where we are not at ease and where we are not free The relaxed woman is the self we have been taught to hide, despise. The word relax comes from the old French. Oh, that's kind of, kind of, is that irony? Is that considered ironic? Maybe maybe not, maybe it's not. But I was talking about the French culture. The old French um, relaxer. Relâchier, meaning to loosen, to liberate, to set free. Becoming a relaxed woman is an unshackling, an uncaging, an untaming. Wow. It is a process of setting ourselves and other women free. Uh, I've never looked at relaxing as freedom, really. I've never looked at it like that. Um, relax into your joy wherever you can, even when there is suffering in the world, your joy doesn't hurt anyone. It might even heal them. And like it's just like I was actually it's actually a good account like I liked I was like reading through some of the other ones and stuff and um just kind of digesting what what it was saying and I think it it also kind of like highlighted like that this was very much talking about a woman you know like a relaxed woman and obviously I'm a woman <laughs> so there has been instances kind of like how I mentioned um and, you know in my corporate job and kind of being compared to male counterparts when you work in a corporate setting or or any kind of company Um, and I had lots of experiences where I was up against men um, and not being paid the same obviously for the same power like the same level of job and I think that It's inevitable we've probably all experienced that that's something that's very kind of known that women weren't paid as much as men and i don't know if that's any i don't don't have the same job so i don't know if that's any different now but when i was working corporate not so long ago four years ago it was not the same and i think it all comes down to really how like from the top. It's like how the business is run and like who's, who's running the show and who's running the paychecks and who's, who's giving the raises and, and things like that. Um, and I felt like I constantly had to work harder than the men that were also working in the company. And I had to prove myself that much more to be worthy of that, promotion or raise or whatever. And I feel like if you're a woman in, in that setting, you've like pretty much had to have experienced that in some capacity. I mean, there definitely was a man at, at got hired a lot later than me. We we're the same age. He got hired a lot later than me. I was with the company probably like f- three to four years before him. We had an equal level of job and he was being paid an exorbitant amount of more money than I was and i wasn't even supposed to know that but of course like when you're in a company for a long time you kind of just know things and it stung it's like look at all that i do and all that i contribute and i can't believe that and he was such a nice guy <laughs> you know like no offense to him but like it's just how it, how it really was for me and working in corporate world so like, going back to like how kind of like overworked I am right now and just like throwing myself into all of these different projects and all of these different avenues of creating content on my own. It's, it's, it's a lot. And, and I feel like I'm still doing those same things that I used to do. I need to do more. I need to produce more. I need to work more. And especially when you have a job where your life and your work, there's a really blurry line between the two. Mine's very blurred, almost invisible because I share so much of my life online and I share so much of, um, everything that I do, you know, my projects is part of my life. It's my home, but also like on the vlog channel, you know, I I literally share my life. I bring you guys along with me on my day. I would go shopping for different projects that I'm working on. We go to flea markets together. We have so much fun. So where I say that I'm overworked, I enjoy it so much that it's easier and easier to blur that line when you enjoy it. And it's, harder and harder and harder to turn off and just stop. I realized the other day that I feel like everything that I do is an opportunity to film, and I don't have any moments for me anymore. There are very rare, to- or I feel guilty. It's like, oh, I'm not telling anybody this. Like, I should be vlogging this. I should be sharing because we. it's the, the nature of this job is it's very wild. Um, but I, I realize that I just I don't have very few moments that are for me. Like I went to a flea market actually and I didn't film it. I just went. For me, I, I happened to that week didn't need any content. I, I, I think maybe at the time I was I was filming quite a lot of, of flea market trips or or those types of videos. So I wanted to kind of like take a step back from them because I felt like it was overwhelming and I had another idea for a different video. And so that happened to be a Sunday and I didn't take a camera. That is very odd for me. That's very unusual to just have a moment where I would normally be sharing and I would normally be filming and just like not do it. And it was quite amazing, honestly. I'm sorry. It was quite amazing to just like, no one knows I'm here. No one knows what I'm doing. It's just me. Romeo was there with me, obviously, but he walks and does his own thing, but I was just like walking the flea market and it felt freeing if it literally felt like I gave myself like what she said like you you're it's the relaxing and taking the work off of something is like really just like letting go and freeing yourself from it and and I didn't feel like I had to be like on or on camera or you know, or, or working. And it was, it was quite nice. So I really do want to try and incorporate more of those moments into my life where I don't have to feel like I'm constantly working or constantly sharing every little detail about my life. Um, but it's hard when I love to do it. And and you guys like, if it would be confusing if you missed something on the vlog channel, but when it comes down to like content creation, I've got so many different outlets that I create for and and edit for and come up with ideas for. So obviously I have my main channel that is my baby, my pride and joy, my creative outlet. Um, she's the original channel that I started, and it's just grown and blossomed into this amazing community of creative people um, that I love to share my projects with. And they're, they're, the way that they're shot is very like a higher level, uh, a higher level camera. I actually just invested in a better camera to bring you guys even better content. It's all of that stuff. I'm, I'm also the, the researcher of how to make my content better, you know, over here. So that's my main channel. And then I have my vlog channel where I post two additional videos every week. So it's that is in and of itself, you know, like that's actually the easiest, honestly, truly. It's like effortless for me because I'm already doing so much. Like we're talking about, I'm already doing so much so that it should just vlog those moments. Um, and they're easier to edit everything about them. And I, I just love the the deeper connection that I have with my community on that channel. Um, it's, it's amazing. I, I absolutely love it. And then we have, All the other social medias, obviously, that now as a YouTuber, we didn't have to use to keep up with, you know, when back when Instagram was just pictures, you know, that's easy. Okay, cool. I take pictures of my projects. I take pictures. We post them. Now we've got Reels and short form and we have TikTok and all the other social platforms that I'm not even part of. Twitter. It's not even Twitter anymore. I don't even know what it is. Don't care. Like I, you'll never catch me on that. Um, even when they came out with the new threads, I think I was about it for about a week. And then I was like, no words are not my thing though. Like I don't like to like type when I'm doing, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I've never, I don't even like like digest information from those apps. So I didn't ever want to create content from those types of things. So. Then we have the podcast, you know, like, so now we're we're here on the podcast, which I'm always into trying new things. And I think that that's where I get into like the overload because I'm already doing these other things. And now I'm introducing more things and challenging myself in new ways. But I just feel like, especially with my job or with anything in life, you have to continue to try new things because you never know. You have to evolve, you know, like my fear is always like, falling behind or not like um knowing you know like what what's next kind of thing and so that's why I continue to try new platforms and like the podcast and, and do things so when you add them all up it's a lot of work and doing new co- like collaborations like I just did with a jewelry company and having my own line like that and I'm um, doing some other things again this year is going to be epic it's, it's coming. And then going into December, knowing that I upload every day from December 2nd to December 25th for Vlogmas for the 25 days of Christmas, I'm tired, (laughs) Um, but at the same time, it is both a balance of the I love to do it and it's really good for the business side of what I do. And so it's just it's something that I I do, and it's it's a it's a constant feeling of like just the work the work ethic over here is really high, and I don't take a lot of time to relax. And I know that I'm not I haven't quite figured out how to balance it. Other than this year was really about me taking a step back from the cottage because it really was just like I was tired, you guys you know, like I just, I couldn't anymore. I I had to get back to projects that I did before that weren't so strenuous on me physically and emotionally. The cottage was a very emotional process because lots of things go wrong. It's also a huge financial investment. So that you have to put into it. I knew going into this year that I had to take a step back. So being self-aware in that sense where I I was very aware that I, I needed to take that step because I was just getting to a point where I was burnt out. And so recognizing that, I'm very grateful that I did that because it did go into this year um, being a little more relaxed, but still doing things that were like gave me joy And that actually um, still, you know, brought me joy and brought new content and fresh content to my channels. Just not in that same way. Um, Not in that very, like, emotional, physical, straining way. So where I don't have all of the answers on how we can collectively, as a group of people, (laughs) become more relaxed or just prioritize Like, chilling out sometimes and just... Taking a step back and when we do that, making it feel okay. I think that that is my biggest struggle is where I want to be okay that I'm relaxing. I want to feel like it's an okay thing to do and not this constant nagging feeling like I'm not doing enough. So I definitely need to take the page from Europe, (laughs) um, Parisian culture and All of that and just like take the time to not constantly be on and working and putting so much energy and worth into that um, and truly taking those moments to like take a step back to just live a like more balanced life, a more like happy, balanced life. So then when we got to summer, I knew I needed to take a major step back because I was going to get into this fall season where it was just, it was going to be crazy, chaotic. I knew I was going to be putting, my content and my work needed me fully, you know, and it was going to be no days off kind of thing. And it was, it was going to be a lot. But now getting towards the end of the year, getting through Vlogmas, I have prioritized times and spans of time where I actually take off. So obviously we'll take off after vlogmas. I do that every year. Um, I take about two weeks off permanently. Like I'm like no cameras, no nothing, no this. And it's my time to just like decompress. And then I come back for a week, start working. And then I have videos go live the following week. So it's really like a three week off. Um, kind of like thing and it's over the holiday season into January um, and it's really my time to like step back and so going into next year I'm really trying to take strides to do that at least twice a year at the end of December around the holiday seasons and then around my birthday in June because that's my my birthday's June 30th It falls in the middle of the year you know summer people are traveling I just need to take those two times a year to really just like prioritize my mental health, my physical health, everything about it, just like kind of like checking out. And so I think if we always take those strides to kind of like, (laughs) I think planning in the, the times when I take off actually makes it feel more like it was a part of the whole plan in the business and it makes it actually feel purposeful. Like, oh, I know I need to do this for the business, but I'm just benefiting from it. I don't know if that made sense or like that is kind of like how I'm I'm thinking of it. It's like, oh, no, in my calendar, it's blacked out. Like my calendar, this is not, I'm not, I'm not working in those times. It gives me an excuse to like, no, I'm checked out on my email. There shouldn't be, have anything happening. Um, it also goes back to like my corporate job. I never took a vacation. I never even went out of the country until I left my corporate job. I'd never, so I was 29 when I finally took a, I like a real vacation, a, a trip. And I had to fully quit in order to do that. You know, like I had to fully leave. I remember I had a boss one time, long time ago, that said we were supposed to be doing like, the uh, end of the year is like big for like inventory and things, obviously. Like if you have like a merchandise business, um, it's it's big for inventory. You have to do inventory. You have to calculate all of their stuff like into the year for your taxes as a business and blah, 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 blah. So every year there was like, at the end of the year, there was always this like inventory that needed to be done. And we had lots of inventory in this business. And we got, I always took the time between Christmas and New Year's off, because that was the time when I went home to Texas to see my family and to celebrate Christmas. And I remember that I had I request it off super early because it's the same time every year. I think I request it off in like June or July. And so do a lot of other people. Like it's a very common vacation to take. I think it was only like three days because how like holidays fell, you already got like Monday and then Friday or something. So it was really just like that core middle of the week, especially when you have to travel to see family, you know, you need the extra days. And I requested it off. Everything was fine. Then we got like literally the week before or a couple of days before Christmas And my boss at the time had a meltdown yelling at me and another one of my coworkers that was actually much older than me and had been with the company for a long time yelling at me that it would never happen again, that we should enjoy our vacation because it would never happen again. And I knew like in that moment, I'm like, I don't take any vacation ever. I never take a day off. If I'm even sick, I'm working from home. And just kind of the audacity to say that to me and this other like very superior person. Like I was just like, what? I was like, I knew right then. And I had known before then that it was, you know, I didn't want to live my whole life working for someone else that would some, someone that would say that to me. I think there are great companies out there. This one just particularly wasn't great at the time. And I just remember that so vividly and being like, who are you to say that like your, the inventory is more important than me taking literally three days out of the entire year to just see my family when I dedicate everything to this company. Um, and so that's, that was a little story time. That was not a great, I think that like we've all encountered like those times where we have had less than a reasonable businesses that we've worked for, brands or, you know, just people in general or like night. I'm sure you guys have like horrible stories too about like different situations. And, and that just like really like stuck with me that I knew when I one day had a business and a brand and a company, if I were to hire employees, I would never treat them that way. And just Just demolished. Like, like it's just it was really defeating. It was it was a really bad time. So I feel like each year that passes, I learn more and more about myself and more and more about how to balance work and life and rest and everything and relaxation and and just really understanding that it's okay. And I feel like as I get older, that's easier for me to understand. I feel like I'm in my early twenties and like working, you know, I had. I had this mentality of like, I'd rest when I was dead. I know that that's crazy, but I'm like, nah, I'll do it then. And it was just like grind and work and that very like girl boss mentality. And now that we're kind of coming out of that and like people don't have, and especially millennials we're, are burnt out and we just like can't, we don't have it in us anymore. I'm more and more coming to realize that it's like, this is really something that I need to prioritize for like, life like a a happy long life kind of thing so every year I learn a little bit more and now going into next year I just really want to prioritize how to be smarter with my time um, so that I can take those moments to rest and relax and like chill out and like back up and and just like appreciate that more in my life and like have it be okay have me feel okay that I'm resting and I'm just not working and I'm sitting on the couch and it's okay um, to do those things and turn off and not film everything Um, even though I do want to share everything and I still will but like you know there's just some some things to have like some balance Um, and I think it's just overall just best for all of us so if you guys have any tips Anything that you have done to have a better like, like grasp on it, like in saying like it's okay to relax, um, and really have found some like comfort in it. Um, and let us know, (laughs) like if you have any insight, I feel like this was more of a me talking to other me's out there and being like, you're not alone. You know, like I feel like that that's where I'm at. It's like I still haven't really figured it all out. I don't even know if anyone really has figured it all out because I feel like this would always be a struggle for me, It, but it may get easier. So if you have any tips, please let us know in the comments. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, let us know what you've done. Let us know like I, I'm even thinking like maybe like seeing all the work I've done on paper may really like help me to realize like, no, I have done enough or like I don't need to do that extra thing today to make it that much more worthy of it or because I'm never feeling worthy of it. I always feel like I should be doing something else. So if you have any tips, please let us know. I also would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast, uh, topics, tips. I've got some fun episodes coming up that I'm going to dive into really soon. It's also coming up on the holiday season. If you want to talk about anything like home decor related for holiday, I would also love to do that. So let me know anything and everything in the comments. And if you have cracked the code on feeling good or if you're european please let us know how <laughs> we break this cycle of just thinking that we always have to be on and always have to be working and if we're not we're not doing what we should be doing and we we just cannot just chill out so i want to chill out i do I, but i want to still Produce at a high level, and I want to still produce my content and and have meaningful work. So I really I want, I want the balance. So I'm up I'm I'm open for tips. Please let me let me know. And if you are following along and you're listening, um, definitely hit the follow button on the podcast. If you've enjoyed any of the episodes that we've done throughout the year, I can't believe we're nearing the end of the year, and we've also also done an, an entire year, an entire first season of with my own two hands podcast, which is. So crazy, which is so exciting. I'm so glad I dove into podcasting and kind of tried it out. Although it was a whole nother thing on my list of things to do. (laughs) It's, it's, it's amazing because it's a different longer form content. It's just, you know, me sitting here chatting and going deeper into my projects or life, you know, how it all works, worked out and, and what I've experienced and hoping to, Um, give you guys more insight or help you in any way that I can. So let me know what you want to hear and I will see you guys on the next episode very, very soon in two two Wednesdays. Every other Wednesday we have a new episode. Bye guys.